0: Films Get! Films Get! Films Get! Films Get Fingered! Welcome everyone to Davos Fingers special episode, Films Get Fingered, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. I'm Scad. we have with us Brooke and Matt as always. Hello! Hello! And this is a special mid-break episode of Davos Fingers, we'll be focusing on uh, just a Films Get Fingered segment where we You know, we're friends. We couldn't stay away for three months without chatting about something. So we decided to get together, talk about... uh, uh, Fuck you, Matt. Decided to get together and talk about Rogue (laughs) One, a movie that uh, we're all very excited about, and uh, give those of you that are interested in hearing us uh, mess about for for 30 minutes, uh, even if we're not talking about those books Tonight's
1: Tonight's technically opening night, right? It's Friday the 16th. That's right. Mm-hmm. But we all saw it last night. So this is one of our quickest turnarounds in terms of uh, when the movie was released to when we're releasing a film's Get Fingered.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. on the back for us. I don't think you're taking it far enough. I think we released our Ghostbusters review like five weeks after it came out or something. <laughs> I think it was yeah. a year. Yeah. A year. <laughs> yeah.
2: We're, we're relevant. We're hip. Yeah.
0: We're with it. <laughs> Alright. Uh so, uh pretty simple format. Uh it's it's gonna be just uh us giving our our uh our ratings for the film using our special films get finger rating scale, and then we'll just dive in and, and nerd out and talk about Rogue One A Star Wars story. So let's start with our ratings. Um I'm talking so I'll go first. Uh but oh I guess I'll remind remind everyone what the rating system is. So we have our own rating system. Yeah. Three fingers is loved it. Two fingers is liked it. One finger is meh. Middle finger is fuck this movie. And the shocker is I want to physically harm this film. So, still eagerly (laughs) awaiting our first shocker uh, (coughs) rating from one of the fingers. Maybe we'll get one tonight, who knows. Alright, so uh, (laughs) the SCAD's official rating (laughs) for this film is two fingers. I liked it. Matt, do you like to give your rating?
1: Uh three fingers. Loved it. Passionately. Three from Matt.
2: Nice. Three fingers, that's a lot of that's a lot of pleasure.
1: Rookie.
0: Depends how
2: you uh, do it. Two fingers. I liked it. <laughs>
1: all right.
0: <laughs>
2: two vigorous fingers.
0: Yeah.
1: So they're vigorous at least.
2: Yeah.
0: I'd say my fingers are okay. vigorous fingers as well. I didn't want to bump it all the way up to two and a half. But uh you know, that didn't want to give the extra knuckle of pleasure, but, um, okay. but yeah, <laughs> two fingers. It's reserved. So should we, okay, should that's so we... an
1: average of between two and three.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, right. Scott. Well, let's, let's dive in. So, uh, Matt, you're maybe the, uh, outlier if we've got one. Uh, what did you love <laughs> about this film?
1: Well, we're going to be talking for a while if we do what we love about the film. Oh, uh, don't worry. We'll bring you down. <laughs> or what I loved about the film. Okay. Well, I'll start with one thing. Um, let's just start at the top. So I've, I've told you guys this before, and I might have even mentioned it on the podcast, but ever since I got into Star Wars, I've always been fascinated by the story of, of the stories that we never hear about the everyday, you know, uh, in-the-trenches ground crew fighting in the midst of the battles rebels you know what i mean like those guys at the very beginning of episode four who are standing there at the entrance of the tantive four waiting for darth vader and the stormtroopers to come through what's their story you know how did they join up with the rebellion those guys in the trenches on hoth as eight AT-ats are bearing down on them how you Mm -hmm. know what was their story what are they doing You know, those are the guys I've always been interested in. What's Wedge's story, right? Uh, This (laughs) fighter pilot who somehow survived all three films and participated in the destruction of two Death Stars. You know, what's his story? So I've always been very interested in those types of stories and not just the guys who are getting the medal at the end of the movie. Uh, The guys that really made the rebellion tick. And so... I've, when I saw the premise of Rogue One, I was super excited. And to me, it didn't disappoint. I thought it did a wonderful job of showcasing all of those guys. Um, even just in the technique of the filming, I noticed that you get lots of, uh, focusing in with the camera on characters faces you know what i mean like Mm. giving them their moment to shine just these little these rebels that you never see again throughout the rest of the film but it gives them three seconds here or two seconds here that you just get to see them whether they're a pilot or a soldier or whoever and i thought they masterfully told the story of these heroes who's who's we'll never see again and who will never know you know like they're in and out of the narrative so fast that no one will even remember who they are.
2: Yeah, there you know was I mean? no mercy for a lot of these characters. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. I was thinking in particular the 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 two uh, Wills guys. I don't know how to pronounce their names. I had to look them up because I didn't remember them from the movie. Chirrut, the ball, the blind guy? Yep. Mm. And did you pronounce it Baze or Baze?
0: It's B-A-Z. Baze.
1: So it's Baze? <laughs>
2: In my um, head, it was Blaze.
1: But, uh... <laughs> Dude, I never caught that guy's name. Well, I thought Forrest Whitaker's character was named Saul, but it's Saw. Saw like Guerrero. Like a Saw. Yeah. And, and if you would watch Clone
0: Wars, which I keep telling He's you in the to Clone do, Wars. you'd know that. Right. <laughs> Leader yeah. of the Onderon
1: right. Rebellion. Yeah. Those guys, if you think about it, they aren't going to be mentioned in any history books or receive any commendations or anything because they were part of this for such a short amount of time and they died and everyone who knew them and knew about them and knew about their uh, what they did died too. Like These guys are going to go in and out of the narrative so fast they won't even be remembered. Yet they played this big part in obtaining the plans of the Death Star. Uh, and I thought that they did the film did a good job of Giving everyone's little time to shine and mm. letting you get to know some of these characters without taking away from the overall story of the film, right? It, it gives you these little glimpses of characters. They introduce so many characters in that film, in this film, right? There are tons mm. of guys, and they give them these little seconds to shine, but it doesn't take away from the overall end of the film. So uh, th- that's one thing I liked about it. What did you guys think in, in terms of that?
0: Yeah, were yeah. your overall
1: thoughts? What did you
0: like? Well, you you, you said a lot there that I, uh. That I I agree with, um, so I don't think I've had the same the same level of fascination with you have that you have about the you know the minor characters, but I've always been interested. Um, one thing I you know a specific um, to, to to what you said, uh, I love the very end of the film how it was almost like a like a. Um, a relay race with a baton with, you know, with the,
1: the day, the oh, death star, that's exactly out. Like, what I wrote down. They're like, it's like an Olympic event.
0: Yeah. They're like running. They, they know they have so much urgency that, you know, they received this message and God knows how everyone received it, or maybe they don't. And they're just so unified somehow that they just trust that this thing they're holding, whatever it is, they have no idea that it, it just needs to get away. Just carry it. Go, go, go somehow get it, get it off, get it out of here. And it was just so intense and you could just see, you could just see their passion for getting it out, getting it away. And yeah. I, I, I loved that as just a small, a small look into this effort of, you know, talk about people that don't get any recognition. You know, these guys didn't get a, a, a noble, you know, a noble death on the planet having known they achieved their goal. They don't even know maybe what they're doing. They get a data disc and they're like, run! I don't know!
1: (laughs) Those are my thoughts exactly. Oh, I wanted to bring this up and I was going to wait a little bit, but since you already did... (laughs) No, no, don't apologize. That to me, and uh, sorry, but that was the most powerful scene of the whole movie to me, was that scene with them running with that disc. Oh, it was powerful. I was in tears. I I cried during that part in the movie. I actually cried, you guys, but... (laughs) Wow. when he's handing the disc through that little slip in the door to that other guy, knowing Darth Vader's bearing down on him and there's no escaping. Oh my gosh, man, that was awesome. The only
0: Anyways. Compl- the only complaint I have about that scene, and yeah, I'm gonna pick apart the thing that made you cry, Matt. The only thing I have against that scene is the guy waited too long to hand it through the door. Hand it through yeah. the damn door! And I realize why they did oh, it. It's because they need they to build it. the drama yeah. of Vader yeah, getting absolutely. to him at the end, right, and everything, and so I get it, but
1: hit it through the door yep yeah you're screaming at him get it through the door yeah
2: yeah it, you know yeah i really love your your analysis of of uh, these secondary characters matt because they didn't need like a unifying charismatic leader to have mm-hmm. relevance they all contributed and and we forget about all the, all those you know hard workers out there and how many people have been lost to history who yep. made who made huge impacts in, in, in wars and and, and, and world changing events. And uh, I I actually kinda like that nobody was like the big hero.
1: Yeah, um right.
2: I know that some of the reviews uh I haven't I haven't read too intensely into any of them, but a lot of them are like, they lacked a charismatic heroine slash hero. was the point. Yeah. And that was the point. Yeah. Um though though I will agree that I just I, I think they wanted us to feel more for Jin and I, I just didn't get there. But but again, that's a sh- secondary character. Yeah. And and that they don't they don't have to be, you know,
1: they don't have to be the luke skywalker princess virtuous Leia. yeah yep.
2: virtuosity doesn't have to be their number one trait or or rash mm-hmm. arrogance or they don't have to be a princess or a, the last jedi or whatever they are just people trying to get this job done I'm right. really glad that you articulated that
0: yeah i, I, I i'm with you on the uh I, I didn't i didn't have it in my notes i didn't think of it that way uh brooke but you're right, there there is no you know there, Jin is the focus. you have to have a focus somehow. You have to have someone that the story is kind of revolving around. and so Jin is that person, um, and she's the logical choice given her relationship to the guy that helped build the Death Star. But really, mm-hmm. all of these people have their own baggage against the empire. Mm-hmm. and yeah. they each you know Bodhi, um, the, the the pilot that turns uh, Jin herself. Uh, Chirrut and, and and Baze, Cassius, yeah, Cassius for Cassian, um, Cassian for sure. Cassian, sorry. Well... Uh, they they all have, uh, and even even some of the, the the some of the even lesser, not to they're caring, but you know the lesser characters from the movie, even them, you know, you get the sense that they've all got their own skin in the game in some way, and you don't yeah. know what all the stories are. But for these yeah, five characters that they chose, looks... yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, right, exactly. But these five characters that they did choose to focus on, they each had their own little bent, you know, that that needed to be fulfilled, Mm-mm. and their own reason, and I thought they did a good job of not overdoing it, but giving us mm-hmm. a window into their soul enough to see what it meant to them and why.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it it comes, like, in and out real quick. You just get this little thing, you know, Cassian's two lines where he says where he's been alone since he was how old or whatever, you know, that he's got his own beef with the Empire. I don't remember six. what his exact, yeah, was exact line was, yeah. Um, but he just gives you that, just enough to know that he's in this for the long haul and he's committed. And really that's, I really liked the glimpse we got into the Rebel Alliance because in episode 4 and actually all 4, 5, and 6 the look that you get into the Alliance is they're the good guys, the Empire's the bad guys. And so they're you know the good guys are all virtuous and good and uh, have their hearts in the right places and are unified in their common goal of taking the empire down and the reality is they are unified in taking the empire down but that's virtually the only thing that is unifying them right like yeah. they all have different reasons for wanting it they have different methods you know you've got yeah. saw who's much more militant and will go to these drastic measures and then that you know i think the the arguing scene in the council room on yavin 4 was done very purposefully, where you got all these differing opinions and everything.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Everyone's only united under one thing, and that's take out the empire. Their reasons for doing it are different. The, their motivations are different, mm. but they all just want to do it. And so I liked that realistic look at the rebellion. And maybe we'll get into a chat about morality later yep. in this, but uh, uh. that's just scratching the surface. But
2: yeah. But first, can we discuss how poorly filmed that scene was? Oh, I was like. Grinding my really? teeth in the theater.
1: Which scene did not notice? Which scene? It was.
2: It was like uh, the the council room scene. Oh. It was like they were talking in a rhythm, like each waiting for the other one to oh. finish speaking. No one's talking. And now it's other. my turn. And now it's my oh, turn. Yeah. And now it's my turn. It was like they were reading the script, and I was well, like, were, "This is right? this is worse than like the Fellowship of the Ring <laughs> discussion." <laughs> oh, not and my axe. Not axe. One does not simply walk into Mordor. Yeah, what are they savages? They're gonna read from a
1: script. Come on.
2: <laughs> so, it's funny. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't
0: notice that really, but uh, now that you say Probably it, I notice. Now it. you I will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Next time we go
2: see it, we will. it will haunt your dreams. Now no,
1: it's not. It's <laughs> not a Star Wars movie. I told Scott this. It's not a Star Wars movie if we don't have some quibbles with it. Yeah. I uh, we we've we've said
0: this before on the cast a little bit. Um, about the ex- expen- extended universe uh, specifically for me, the new canon which I've been reading a lot um, not because I knew we were going to do this review but just because I'm interested so I've been reading a lot of it that extended canon, or the the, the new canon does a really good job of speaking to the um, not lack of discipline, but the, 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 the lack of overt control the lack of uniformity that Matt's talking about um, everyone kind of does it their own way the books, several of them really speak to that about how in you know in the rebellion, you can be an individual and you can take your own approach to this thing everyone's got a unified goal, but everyone's an individual and looks at it
1: slightly differently um, and in that new canon, it talks about later on how that that attitude ends up causing problems. And, you know, after they win the war, because everyone was kind of used to doing it that way that you're describing. And now they're trying to, like, organize and and form an actual government and everything. And it ends up causing a lot of headaches because no one's used to acting that way. Right. right? And bloodlines. It's really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. What what else you got for us, Brooke? What else did you not not like?
0: Um, are we we launching into the the bed? Oh, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm just kind of freewheeling it.
2: Okay. well, like, okay. So I, I did really enjoy this film, but I, I think there's no escaping rating it sort of like on the spectrum of all Star Wars films, and that's why I only liked it in comparison. Mm. Um, but uh, because it, it did, oh, it did have it was some so flaws. different, right? Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about the CGI characters.
1: Uh, yes, like... <laughs> that's on my short list of quibbles. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. What I liked is like um, I was discussing this with a colleague today. I'm sorry, I feel like
0: I was cheating on you guys a
2: little bit because we had such a good discussion. But oh, uh, we totally,
0: were are cheating because Matt and wicked. I, we were. I was like at the hotel door knocking, and he was like about to invite me in for a tryst, and we're like, no, no, I was like, we can't no, do this. To can we've, you got, it? we've got to wait. Thank you. We've got to wait for Brooke.
2: Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile I was letting it up up
0: here <laughs> yeah, <yeah. Cold>, <laughs> you know what it's cold you gotta keep yourself Go warm up it. there
2: anyways he saw it with a, a one of the people he was with was a girl who hadn't seen a whole lot of the other movies and had no idea that Grand, Marf Tark- Grand Moff Tarkin was a CGI character so I think maybe if you're not over analyzing it and like mm-hmm. squinting at the screen being like wait a second that guy's dead how are they doing this <laughs> yeah then I think it was pretty good, but it was like so deep in the uncanny valley.
0: Yeah, it, here's oh. the yeah, thing about yeah. that technology. It, it, so it was it only his, it was me. only his face. There was an actor doing all right. of the movement. Of it was really? just the, yes, mm-hmm. yep. So
2: because oh, I felt like he was puppety.
0: Well, that's that's actually a credit to the actor, I think, because Tarkin moves very much that way, um, mm. very kind of rigid. And um uh, Rickety? I don't know. Um but but the actor I think captured that. It's just the face. And the first time when he turned around because they did this with both Tarkin and with Impressed. Leia. It's yeah. it's just like this let's let's bleed this out and wait for them to turn around. <laughs> and um I was expecting it to be an actor. Have we seen have we did they do this in Force Awakens at all? I feel like we've seen them do this no. with another character. Did I dream this? Somebody else Might did it, have. maybe. I don't know. It was something else.
1: Um, Force Awakens was far enough
0: in the future; that they really didn't need to. Didn't Need to, yeah. I feel like I've seen another movie do this with their characters that that had passed on, and they try to bring it back somehow. Probably. Anyway, but um, I mean,
2: they, you're right. They, they they overdid it. Like yeah. they could have really yeah. just had like, especially with Leia, just the edge of her face, just like just like a like a eighth of a profile, and everybody would have known who it was, and nobody would have been
1: like, Oy! You you knew who it was when they opened the door and you saw her from behind. Like you knew that was yeah, I did. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: It was it was too. (laughs) She's still pretty hot, Um, but (laughs) but like Tarkin, they like gave him monologues, and it's just like it was.
1: It takes you out of the scene a little bit. does Well, it it did. It took me out of the scene a little bit. The very first scene on what he was
0: saying. The very first scene it took me out. After that, I don't know whether I got used to it. Uh, or or mm. what? But it felt more okay
1: as it went along. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, um,
1: I think that next time I see it, I'll probably be that same way. Mm.
0: But with, I'm expecting it. But Leia's appearance was so so short that it was just jarring. Um,
1: yeah, you know, Tarkin, she had one and I got line. used to
0: it. Yeah. Come on. Uh, to me, one word, right? To me, uh, you know, I don't know whether it's just because in you know in today's world with reboots and everything, we're just so used to. New actors taking on the roles. I just I wouldn't have had a problem with some with somebody else stepping into those roles. I I, I, I really I really wouldn't have. And I, I get it. Like the, it's so close. You know, it's it's literally minutes away from st- the start of episode four. And so they kind of wanted to maintain that maybe. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but they've got a Han Solo movie coming out soon. Which you know if they're recasting that. They couldn't just get new actors and use their faces,
1: it wouldn't have bothered me. I would have been okay with it. Uh, and and you know what? Credit due. The fact that they were able to get it as close as they were to sure. looking, it looked like Grand Moff Tarkin. It, it looked did. like a CGI version of Grand Moff Tarkin, but it freaking looked like Grand Moff Tarkin. And uh, kudos yeah. to them for being able to get that far. But I agree. It was a little bit jarring, and, and I would have been okay with um, another actor playing him. Yeah. And I would have been okay with just Leia not even showing her face at all. Like,
2: yeah, so just
1: a, movie. Like they, Do a profile.
2: Yeah, at it's one fine. point, Grand Moff Tarkin was like speaking, and you could only see his reflection in the window, like up against mm-hmm. uh, the Death Star. I think they were on a on a battleship, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but but had they just kept it a little more in the shadows,
0: like that, and like use reflection, been,
2: yeah, it yeah. would have been so perfect, like convincing. Um, you would have bought in, and you wouldn't have been as distracted as we were yeah as yeah. as yeah and, and like i don't even remember really like what did let say she was like oh hope
1: hope like, yeah. yeah that was yeah. like it yeah
2: yeah <laughs> which was pretty good but i could have yeah. forgotten it was what a she well-delivered said. word <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but uh also, there were so many planet introductions. Did you guys? Oh notice? my god!
0: Yes!
1: <laughs> I was like, right. Wait, is like...
2: this a joke? Yes. Are they like busting our balls? It was like, <laughs> another Another ship flying into a planet's horizon and another rando name. Yeah. <laughs> is, is, are, they, are they deliberately trying to this confuse? This is like the being
0: the new guy in an office and you're like, do <laughs> I have to remember all these fucking people's names? Luckily, they ended up on just one, but <laughs>
1: yeah, it was a little crazy there for a bit. Oh
2: man! Yeah, no,
0: like, I also I also wasn't know. a huge fan of Darth Vader's Barad-dur uh, creation on Mustafar. This huge, towering, lava-infested castle seemed well, yeah, like a bit it was much. Cool. Eh, it didn't it was feel... cool, and I think it was there from before. It didn't feel Star Warsy to was me. It, it felt uh, it it felt Lord of the Ringsy to me.
1: I did think of Lord of the Rings when I saw that. I thought this was a very Mordor-looking scene, just with the lava and everything. But uh, oh, but I oh, it. I thought it was
2: cool. I feel like I'm skipping around. But do you guys?
1: This is do you what guys we get do, the shivers <laughs> I
2: got when uh, in that final Vader fight scene, where oh he's gosh. just standing in like in the, in the in the smoke of the battle, and boom, his lightsaber comes
1: on. Yeah. So cool looking. I thought it was going to be like the beginning of episode four with the stormtroopers coming in and an invader would come in behind him. But to have him just come in by himself, like you're saying, with the smoke and then his lightsaber, it's like,
2: holy crap. That was good. I will say, out of every single movie, this one had the best. Fight scenes, in my opinion, like the best, like like, and a lot of them when they're all like fighting in the and then in, in, in their spaceships and shooting at each other, I just like I That's... blank out. It's 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 not interesting. It's all just rehashed shots. I mean, there, there were some iconic <laughs> ones. I will have to say there were some iconic <laughs> shots. You shut up in um, <laughs> in the last one, but um, uh, again, I was talking with that colleague today. And he was like, Yeah, it's because they had more from the ground perspective shots. And I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, of course. And again, it comes back to what you were saying, Matt, about um, uh, sort of like putting the story with the people on the ground. Mm. The, almost the literal representation of that was all the fight scenes were from like filmed from the ground. And that's, Looking I up. think, why they were so memorable for me and so enjoyable and, and just so much more stimulating.
1: Yeah, it was really cool.
2: I was into it. Oh man, when uh when Bays or blaze or whatever hit the the face of that walker and it and turns it back like, to Rrr! him. <laughs> oh man, that was so great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> get me out of here. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I thought was... I thought the space battle was was great. You know, that's it's one thing. Uh, you didn't really get much of that in Force Awakens, so I was kind of craving it.
1: Um, you get yeah, little glimpses yeah, of it mainly focused, focused on Poe, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, but but this, this was just an epic
0: space battle, right? And, uh, and Like
1: I said, it gave it gave even just the minor pilots it gave them two or three seconds where it showed them and then it moved to another one and showed them but it didn't feel like it took away from the overall battle and stuff.
0: We also got a, a couple pilots from from uh, episode four, I think.
1: I was going to list our callbacks uh Of everybody, and those two were, and those were the other two CGI captures. There was four total CGI captures, face captures. Princess Leia, Grand Moff Tarkin. Then you had Red Leader, Drace, and Gold Leader, who is uh, Dutch. Yeah, did you notice? um, So Red Group is fighting in this battle. They specifically called out one of the one of the uh, X wings in Red Red Red, Five. Red Red Five. He died. Yeah. And then who takes that call sign in the Luke, next film? Luke, Luke is Red Five, yeah. so it ties up. It's so cool how it ties this little <laughs> tiny connective tissue of yeah, Luke's going to be Red Five because Red Five just died, you know, a, a week, a month, whatever it is before. That's awesome. Yeah. Little it, things like that are so cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, it it kind of um, what what this movie really did was I didn't I didn't really think about. I mean, it seems obvious now, but uh, it really. Gives you what the what the opening crawl does uh, explains to you in in episode four. That opening crawl in episode four talks about how the rebellion has just, just won applauded. their first major yeah. battle. Oh fuck! There it is. We just we just watched it. Um, so it was it was pretty cool to to see that battle and bring more context to that opening crawl. What did you guys think of not having the opening crawl? Did it take you by surprise like it did me? I knew it wasn't going to be there because I'd heard so I was was ready for it, but... um... I had no idea.
2: Yeah, I thought that was okay. What I didn't like was them tampering with the theme music.
0: Because, again, it was
1: just... (laughs) It was similar enough that you thought it was going to be the same, and it's like, oh! First film not scored by John Williams.
2: Yeah. Yeah, bullshit. Like, it just... I didn't need that disconnect. I I needed. I I know that they classics. want this to be like a little a yeah. little spin they want
1: off. it to be a side thing. And yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But
2: yeah. I think not giving but it the missed. scroll, not giving it the the Star Wars like bang in your face at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Was enough, like, but but to mess with the the music, I, I couldn't <laughs> hum you a single bar out of that entire movie, like, I, I can't remember a thing, yep. and I think I would have had more, would have been, I, I would have been more emotionally invested had they just given me even just a little bit of it.
1: Just that main, just the main yeah. thing. Yeah,
2: I guess we so. got a little bit of Darth Vader music, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, That kind of goes part and parcel now. Yeah, it's like like Scorpions coming
0: to town and not playing uh, Wind of Change, and they did that once here. That's exactly how I feel about
2: it. It got me. It angered me.
1: They did play the Star Wars theme about halfway through the credits. They they came in with the main theme, but I think it was in a different key. It was slightly different. So,
0: <laughs> so I'm not. A, I'm not. A, the I'm not a huge score guy. Like I'm. I'm just not. My musical ears isn't sophisticated enough to to know what's good and what isn't. But I wasn't that moved by the Force Awakens score, and so I'm not against a change and and trying something different. But I I yeah I did feel like they tried to just like redo it and then tweak it and it was too close to the point where yeah it jarred
1: me
2: yeah agreed but um it was noticeable
1: but it didn't bother me but i did notice it yeah
2: oh i'm just taking a look at my list here can we just jump back for a second to the battle scenes yeah when i first saw that they had that planet-wide uh shield and then they had star destroyers floating above it i was like there better be a fucking star destroyer Crashing into that shield, <laughs> i was leaving the theater, and then oh, it, it the exceeded with all you. of my expectations. It was fantastic. Them having a ship that can push another star destroyer into the oh my
1: god, I loved it. Two star uh, destroyers, uh, very
0: awesome. very cool. But I I quibble. I, I'm, I'm hoping one of our physicist listeners can uh, uh, or can 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 weigh in on this. You know, one of the people that talked about the. The wildling ramp or something, but uh, I don't think I don't think that would happen. You, I, I can see I can see a ship being able to push another ship because those those engines are all. It's like a rear wheel drive car. The engines are in the back, and if you just nudge the front, you can do that. I, I could see that happening, but when it came to con- contact the next ship, I think there would be a collision and there would certainly be damage, but it wouldn't cut through it like a knife through butter like it did. I think it would just end up
1: pushing both ships. You know what I mean? suppose it it has to be the momentum. Yeah, it it depends on the momentum. And I don't know how that stuff would work in the vacuum of space. It felt... My
0: eyes were like, "Uh, I don't think that's how that would go. But it made it look really cool, though.
2: Erotic for you as it was for me. (laughs) It sure looked cool. Cheering. Um, I I I was cheering. I I was
0: just like, "Eh, I'm not so sure, but yay!
2: and it didn't really like slice through it it kind of like grazed the top like all that that business on the top of the triangle kind of yeah. like sheared it off but anyways once we see it again i i have a i have a secret confession um i was not supposed to see this movie before the 24th because
1: oh
2: yeah yeah You're my entire trouble. family we we have like two rows booked in the theater for for um Uh, christmas eve everyone's gonna see it together my brother works for nissan and they had that rogue sort of partnership
1: yeah yeah. nissan rogue
2: yeah and so they all got like for their christmas party a free screening of uh of the movie before it was released etc and he's like brooke i'm not gonna go because i'm I'm gonna wait (laughs) (laughs) oh my
1: god you I'm really like, better you should really go this. brother
2: you should really go
0: see it
1: <laughs> yeah Brooke, this could be incredibly incriminating yeah I geez know, because <laughs> of all of us you actually have family members that once in a while tune in unlike scott and i who my, have nobody my dad threatened i took my dad to the sh-
0: to the show last night and He threatened. he's like you gotta give me the you gotta give me the the URL for that, again, or... He didn't say URL, he doesn't know the fucking Did URL. Did he actually was. say URL? No, 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 <laughs> no, I think he said link, or I don't remember. You gotta... No, I think he said, you gotta show me where I can find that. I'm like, well, you can just go find it. It's the internet. Go, go find to Ask it. Jeeves. <laughs> yeah, go <gotta> to Ask Jeeves. <laughs> and put on an English accent when you type, and...
1: Um, <laughs> A butler that googles things for you
0: but anyway uh bless his heart uh he says he's like yeah I, you know with the, the couple that i listened to early on i really liked so he might go listen but yeah i i feel brooke like we should we should go back and edit your voice out with uh k2so's voice uh, or something <laughs> and not destroy your family he was great right oh, i love so
1: k2so
0: is my spirit robot yeah. Well, Alan did a wonderful job with him.
1: Alan. it yes. was
2: almost too funny. <laughs> like, yes. No they needed that mystery,
1: though, right? You yeah. needed that. Yeah. yeah, Because yeah. this film was yeah. so dark. So yeah. dark.
2: It was like, but I actually thought, I didn't know that it was Alan Turkin, uh, or Alan however T-Dick. you pronounce his last name, T-Dick, T-Dick. who was uh, doing the voice. So I thought that it was Seth MacFarlane doing his Stewie Griffin voice. <laughs> <laughs> I was like,
1: that's my girl. And I actually read that he went he went uh all the way with with this character like uh Mark Ruffalo does with the Hulk and everything. They actually, you know, he did motion capture and stuff like that. Oh. Obviously it's not perfect. They turn him into a robot, but oh. he was there on set, you know, in the motion seems capture weird. suit. Like yeah. just the it way that really robot cool is cool built. Things. It's it well, has like happen different happen arm everything. joints. Like yeah, it's not it's even not him in a costume. It's uh, but yeah, they fix it up. But that was him on set.
0: Oh,
2: I believe that because like him in the pilot seat and some of his timing, like turning to Cassian and being like Listen, dummy. <laughs> yeah.
0: You don't know how much money I would have paid for K2SO to say I am a Leaf on the Wind though. I am a Leaf on the Wind. Watch how I soar. Uh I would have been mega. I was begging for it.
2: Yeah, that was pretty great, um, and uh, I really think they've hit some home runs with their robots lately. With BB-8, so delightful, so and now cute. now K K-2SO, so oh, just Speaking yeah, you're of, right. This movie was dark, and they needed something, something.
1: and yeah. he was just the right amount of comedy. He wasn't Jar Jar being silly; he was yeah. kind of that dark comedy, like he was uh, yeah. sassy and in a dry way. Can you be dry sassy? I don't know if you can. But. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's super kind of sarcastic. sarcastic. Yeah, I guess sarcasm would be dry sassiness. That's essentially what it is, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was great. Speaking of droids and uh, callbacks, we did get an R2 and 3PO, right? Just real
0: mm-hmm. quick. Yeah. Uh, that's
1: make making anthony daniels uh having appeared in every star wars film so far i think that's probably the only reason they did it yeah i thought it was that streak completely
0: unnecessary <laughs> i i, I mean was. i get i get it but
1: it a nice back well, but, but they lore... talk
0: they talk they talk about like wanting to separate it and not have it be so tied in and it's like okay well you do that and i just don't oh, believe
1: uh-huh. you if that's even it's... an intention Oh, it was it was I think totally done just to put three PO in the movie, since he's been in all of them and R two for that matter. Uh, we also got the two guys from Mos Eisley's cantina. Yep. Dr. Oh, and yeah, Doctor Avez and Baba. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty that funny. Was they, yeah, they must they sure. must have got out of there quick because <laughs> that's probably where they went next. <laughs> yeah, small size. What tattooing? Jetta? I don't know how far Jetta was from Tatooine.
0: Well, it can't be too far because Tatoo 4 gets caught. Gets seconds. Well, number no,
1: Tatoo. Oh yeah, you're IV right. Is the or whatever. Yeah, you're right. Scarif. Name was. We have so many planets.
0: Yeah, random planet number twenty-two. You mean? <laughs> yeah. So many. Uh, it was. It was. It was, it was comedy. It's like, wait, how many? What? How many planets? Yeah. What's this one called? It's a drinking game? game. Yeah.
1: Uh, General oh, Dodona, do he was in it in Yavin 4, the the guy with the big gray beard. See, that's an example yeah. of a guy who you knew who he was if you've watched episode 4, but they had a different actor, right? And do you know it who that CGI actor was? That guy
0: uh, no, I don't recognize him. <laughs> it's Barristan Selmy is what I heard.
1: Nice. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Okay. I didn't I didn't know yeah, it you... either, but I, I heard it. But you knew who he was, right? Like, in the Star Wars universe. Oh, yeah. You know, the general from episode four. Yeah,
0: the guy, he, I think he's got mismatched eyebrows, the general. His eyebrows are <laughs> color, Alderaan. and the rest of him
1: is uh, gray, I think, right? Yeah. I liked having the return of Jimmy Smits as Bail Organa. Mm-hmm. Um, he... Yeah. So, oh, yeah. can we talk um, about that, that for a minute? We're... Go ahead.
2: he's like, okay, guys, see ya. Back to Alderaan. And we're
1: you're like, like, you're oh. like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
2: <laughs> that was good.
1: <laughs> I did like that though, where they brought up Obi Wan and stuff. But don't but, you know a Jedi or something? Uh, that I'm whole that whole dialogue was weird, because
0: really I liked it. No, no, I liked it. But did you notice that he changed the pronoun to her? The last sentence that he says there.
2: No, because yeah, he was talking was about Leia. About Leia, like he, she was like, you have to send a messenger, who you trust. And he was like, "Yeah, I trust her with my life because uh, it was his daughter."
0: I, I must have missed the messenger okay. thing. Oh, okay. I, what I heard was, what I heard was, uh, I, I don't remember the exact lines, but referring to the Jedi that served him in the Clone Wars, she was mm-hmm. clearly referring to, or we we're supposed to believe they were referring to Obi Wan. Absolutely. And then, and then he says, and then, I, and then I heard him say, "I would trust her with my life."
1: There was a line in there, like Brooke said, but
2: yeah, yeah. I know you want like another secret female Jedi. Not secret. Strings I want it to be Ahsoka in the, in the background, but
0: I want it to be Ahsoka. But um, oh, I don't know who that is. Yeah, she's um, she's got she's she, she's Wars. from Clone she's from Clone Wars, and she also has her own book and and stuff, and she's in Rebels as well, the the TV series it's on right now. But um, yeah. she, she, she did serve him in the Clone Wars. Um but anyway uh, i'll have to go the next time i see it i'll have to listen very carefully yeah, at that line I'm of dialogue sure. again yeah. but it didn't it didn't it didn't strike me as he was referring to two different people um yeah go back well, and watch it again you I go back about. and watch it again yeah, I will. I no. just said I would. Jeez. Let's, yeah, we should all do it. Let's go right now.
2: I, I will be seeing it on Christmas Eve for the first <laughs> yeah, time. Will. For the first will time. Will be,
1: for the I first will time appropriate for the last time. The appropriate time. Seeing it again for the first time. <laughs>
0: yeah. Just once oh, you have to so do like some sort of exclamation early. <gasps>
1: <gasps> what do <are> you What <gasps> do? Just mutter? Just, just mutter, like
0: like... <laughs> just mutter,
1: like just mutter. I hate this part. I hate this part. I hate <laughs> <Yeah>. this part. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm going to have to play this very carefully. Yeah. The one the one callback. Here's one of my quibbles. So they call back all these people. They even get Red Leader and Gold Leader. No freaking Wedge Antilles, you guys. No freaking Wedge
0: Antilles. You know, you know why. The actor spurned them, basically, is what he was asked in episode 7. And he's, he he's like a working actor now. Like he, He's he yeah. got a real career in, in England, like to doing him, regular what, drama. He
1: it, played a part and...
0: Yeah, he was uh, done. The, yeah. the wedge character
1: grew exponentially in the Star Wars universe, but he will, he hasn't like stayed with it. So,
2: oh, that's nice. Apparently, the the guy who plays uh, Chewett, the the blind staff guy,
1: Donnie Yen. Um, mm-hmm.
2: Donnie Yen is like a huge like Hong Kong movie star. Yeah, and and he even he was like humbled by the opportunity to. Appear in Star Wars, yeah, and this and this yes, witch wow. that fact Tilly's guy is like, oh no, thank you, I am on um, what is it, West End or whatever in London? Come on, dude.
0: Yeah, I think, I, <inaudible> think he, I think he's like a I think he's like a Crime and Punishment type guy. I think he's like he's, one, he's one of those like legal like a, dramas or something.
1: Yeah, like a Law and Order type drama. Yeah. I've seen it before. <laughs> um, oh, you've <laughs> <Fuck> seen? <laughs> it? You mean shape? you now. sought it out? Yeah. B- dying for more wedge, mm. you know me. Uh, I'm, this is the same guy that watched episodes of Malcolm in the Middle after watching Breaking Bad just to get more <laughs> Brian Cranston in my yeah. life. But, uh, but he was one of those guys. He was always in the cockpit with the helmet on. He had uh, one scene in Return of the Jedi that they showed him real quick without his helmet. Like they could have easily cast a different character and had him talk in that high pitched voice. Yeah, played wedge. Sorry. Yep. Um, let's see.
2: Um, Would you guys agree that this might have been a better format as maybe like a Netflix series?
0: I'd watch the fuck out of
1: that, but I think like say maybe like an
2: like an eight episode, so eight hours to tell this story.
1: Maybe even if it wasn't totally focused on Jin, but just the Rebel Alliance. Yeah. general yeah. i think well, would no, make a like really a, cool series yeah well that, would, that would give
2: them yeah the chance yeah. to have multiple plot lines running at once and
1: mm. no i think that would be cool because you do have that right you have the different factions of rebels and different cells out there and
2: yeah but yeah, it'll be would less be to keep fun. track of yeah well there would be more to keep track of but you'd have more opportunity to track it
1: more spread out you know yeah no that would be cool i don't know i, I think um It's it's
0: weird to talk about it because we only know this now that we've seen the movie that did it but I feel like this was kind of an encapsulated event so it works to have like one thing showing it. Um, Well you know this one movie but I I would be in general for a series like that about people in the rebellion not around this specific event but you know later the rebellion kind of exploring different roles of what people are doing. to try to bring about change. I would be for that. Yeah,
1: I've, I think I've talked to you about that Scott before. That's what I was hoping from the Battlefront novel, which yeah. is one of the new canon novels that focuses on this group of, actually mercenaries that are hired by the Rebel Alliance and it follows them around through some of their exploits, Hoth and stuff, and it, it kind of fell flat. I didn't really enjoy it, but if someone could get that right that would be really cool to see.
0: Well, they were trying to, trying to tie that novel into a video game, kind of, weren't they? Yeah. I,
1: I didn't read it yet. It's on my list, but and yeah. you could feel that. it It's almost like it, they jump from level to level just mm. like you would in a video game. Yeah. Now we're moving to the next level, right. which is this battle.
2: Yeah, yeah and yeah. I would have liked to see more of um, Garland, Garland Erso? Was that his first Galen. name? Galen. Galen, Galen that... Erso's yeah. oh, Just because you love
1: I, I just, Mads.
2: I do love Mads, but I also just wanted to see more of like the, I don't know, Uh, Just the inner workings of building something like that, and also, and also his transition from how did he get,
0: yeah, from Empire to yeah, yeah, because
2: I love that little flashback. It was, but I just, I just like wanted more. Oh my gosh!
1: They talk about it in. um, I heard they talk about it in the Rogue One novel that just came out. Catalyst. Catalyst. Yeah, it Uh does give the background a little bit more into to uh, him. So, on my Christmas list. Yeah. I wanted to. I wanted to watch the film before I saw the before I read the book. It's suppo- although they were it's, marketing as something that you should have read
0: before. They're yeah. like, catch
1: the book before you see the film. But,
0: it's supposed um, to give a ton of background around this yeah. story.
1: Um,
2: okay, nice. you know it's, it's
0: it's 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 an interesting problem they had with this story. People didn't know what it was. I mean, you know, my dad's not super plugged in to the Star Wars universe or anything, but like. I was explaining to him minutes before I'm like, "Does he know?" I was explaining to him minutes before, you know, the screen went dark <laughs> what this was and when it took place. And he's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. does it is it just going to take kick, kick, pick up right after with different characters right after episode 7?" I'm like, "No, no, 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 it's, you know, like and I had to go explain it all." <laughs> and I think that's Clear back. I think a lot of people are going to that film like, "Oh, it's a Star Wars movie and not really knowing what's what it's about." Um But uh, I mean, I doubt the book would combat that too much because only real nerds are getting the books before the movie. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah, your your average theater goer isn't going to be reading Catalyst before they go and see the film. But it supposedly does provide a lot of great information, uh, background, about the film. I'll be starting it soon.
2: Good to know. Let's end on some good stuff. What what else did you guys love about this movie?
1: So I liked the focus on um, morality in it. And uh, it seems like a lot of movies are doing a, a little bit better job of that these days of not just having the good guys versus the bad guys, but, you know, having these good guys who are flawed and who aren't your atypical heroic swashbuckling good guy. You know, like um, Cassian says when he brings the volunteer troops to gin when they're going to leave and he talks about how they've all committed deeds that they're not proud of and stuff like that in the name of the rebellion. And even, you know, when Cassian shoots that uh messenger guy at the beginning of the film. Mm. So with like no remorse. He just like kills him. Yep. Um but I, I really liked how they focused on that and, and taking the good with the bad. And you know, you think of like uh Galen Urso, he builds this Death Star with a flaw, but he still builds the Death Star and he still ends up being uh party to responsibility for deaths of millions um but then you can say how many lives did he save by building that flaw into the Death Star right, mm-hmm. right? again he was still responsible for Alderaan and Jeddah and those other places uh and then him being killed by the rebels who um Jyn is now working with you know that whole thing like I loved the uh the conflict that you saw that we saw in some of those and um, it's a very germ thing to do, right? Where it's not <laughs> black or white. It's it's mm-hmm. there's some there's some gray area in between, and some of the decisions and motivations and happenings.
0: They did a good job of that with with the good good quote unquote good guys, uh, the gray guys <laughs> that are slightly more white than black. Um, they didn't do that well with the villains, and maybe that's okay. Star Wars has always very much been about dark villains that don't necessarily have a ton of redeeming qualities. Um, you know, other than other than when they changed to being good again, like like Anakin, you know, having these um, transition periods where they become good rather than being bad, but with some good in them, uh, you know, they don't do that very well with their villains, I don't think. And and they didn't here again. The villains were very flat and kind of mono themed.
1: Really? Yeah. I liked Krennic's motivations I thought he had a well laid out reason For doing the things that he was doing And I okay. thought he was a well developed uh, character but, In but terms there was of a villain
0: That morality thing you're talking about There was no there was no play there There's no like yeah. I'm struggling with anything I'm doing mm-hmm. It was just always like Yep yeah, my path is clear I'm doing it uh, Stop Which on the throat Kind of thing Could be that's, a, a
1: callous attitude I don't know All their villains are that way that. is what I'm saying which was okay.
2: Uh, I actually thought he was a great example of of, of a, a very self motivated character. Like he, he basically just wanted recognition for completing this test. It was less
1: about the empire <laughs> yeah. as a whole, right? Oh, for it was sure. more he, about him.
2: could give a shit. I don't want to he, lose like, my
1: battle station. Yeah.
2: yeah. So <clears throat> was like, which was actually kind of refreshing. Like he didn't he didn't right. need conviction. He didn't need some like deep seated evil motivation for you know digging over. He's just, he was just a prick. Like, it was good. <laughs> like, I built
1: this thing and I want to hold on to it.
2: Yeah. That's <laughs> like it. A, ta- a talented prick.
1: <laughs> which
0: again... See, it uh, works. I did it. Back to the novels. Uh, I, I, I wonder a little bit about his involvement versus Tarkin, because there's a novel about Tarkin, which I uh, read recently, which indicates that he was really kind of the visionary and, you know, behind at least the idea of it. Maybe yeah. not the full yeah.
1: execution of it. So it's, it's, it'd be interesting to see that explored a little more. Yeah, the Death Star idea goes clear back to the Geon Oceans, right? In Episode 3. Yes. Star yes. Um, but, but yeah, developed by Tarkin. And...
0: But Tar- Tarkin has that book... Again, I don't want to bore everyone with the book stuff too much, but uh, mm-hmm. the book goes into Tarkin's belief that there needs to be a single power source in the Empire to inflict fear uh, to bring everyone in line, yeah. and that, that it's this all is very, very much his vision. The doctrine, and yeah, right. The Tarkin doctrine, and he actually has to bring the Empire in line to to believe that. I think, or, or the Emperor, um, kind of he convinces him, drafts this doctrine, and convinces the Emperor that it's something that they need to do. So I, I got the impression from that book. Maybe I'm the only one that got that, but that the Death Star was kind of his baby, and this implies that Krennic was I
1: could... more involved. I got the impression from the book that he wanted it to be his baby, but maybe it wasn't as much his baby as he wanted it to be. Yeah. Well, you and I can talk about book. that offline. Yeah. We're talking about. We're nerds. One here. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, uh. Well, I'll end on one thing that I loved about this movie and I, and I kind of touched on it through, yeah, throughout our, throughout our discussion, but aside from the cgi characters which i feel was like maybe some sort of executive decision coming down yep. from disney or something For because sure. it felt shoehorned in yep. the rest of the visual effects were fantastic they found such mm-hmm. a good balance between you know the technology and the tone of the first three movies and then also the technology and the tone and like you know how the prequels kind of brought in all of like George Lucas brought in all this new crazy stuff, like why wasn't that in a new hope empire and all that? But right. but this movie actually took good good parts from both of those eras and melded them together almost seamlessly, which I, sure. I really appreciated. Like all of the interfaces and the controls and the and the heads up displays right. and then and then like yeah, the movements of the machines, the costumes, just everything. A plus. Also, um, I would say that the uh, special effects for like um, the destruction of uh, Jetta City and um, and the I guess the the beach base as well was just so harrowing because mm-hmm. it was a mix of like shots from space and then you're down below and you're seeing a tidal wave of Earth coming at you. Right. And just just like the director and the cinematographer and everybody, just it just. It moved me, and I was so impressed, and just so it was so enjoyable. I'm like, yes, this is what you know action movie watching should be, and uh, I'm really happy that they they met whatever goals they had there.
0: Well, I would I would end on a negative and a positive. Um, your your uh, tidal wave scene reminded me. Um, no, I, I full disclosure, I was tired when I went to see this film. It's been a rough week for me, but uh, and, and I was at a late showing. But I almost fell asleep when they were visiting Saw at Jeddah, and uh, I, literally I almost fell asleep. Um, so I, I felt like that again. I was tired, but I feel like that was slow and needed to be retooled a bit. It seems like all they really needed to get out of that was them meeting Bodhi and her seeing the thing, the the, the tape from her dad, which was emotional and good. But the whole thing was just too slow um, for me on Jeddah. But uh, on the positive side. Uh, you know, uh the scad is not a hugely religious guy. Uh I'm frequently you probably heard me as I as we analyze the Song of Ice and Fire books, frequently turned off uh by the religion stuff and just kind of breeze past it. Uh but with Star Wars that's always been a very it's it's always been a very important part of the universe to me, this this force within the galaxy that uh you know that moves through everything and kind of aligns everything. Um the spirituality component has always been very important. And I loved how they weaved that in here, um, specifically with the two characters that were watchers of, of, the, of the temple, um, the Wills, him. the temple of the Wills.: Right, the temple of the Wills. I loved how they weaved that in, um, with the one exception that I thought the scene of him walking slowly across the sands while everyone fired at him was <laughs> just stupid. Yeah. But, but 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 overall, the religious component I enjoyed very much.
1: Which mm. is tough to do for me. So good job. Just tough, man. yeah, yeah. That was like this guy's got the force. He says he doesn't, but he does. Uh, anyways, or like the force <laughs> chose to protect him or something in that moment. It was
0: yeah, but was I don't. Weird. But... I don't feel like the force usually works that way.
1: I, that's, that's not that's what how I'm saying. the it's... force works. Yeah. We'll
2: use the force. That's not how the force works. That's
0: right. Works. The, the force usually allows individuals right. to seize moments.
1: Well, it's right. not a... It, and, the the Force isn't a seeing... It's not a thinking... Right. Yeah, ...animate... It,
0: it's... It's something you yeah, use to your to benefit be and tap into, right? And...
1: Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, My closing thought. So, I love that uh, the film made the acquisition of the Death Star plans cost something. Yes. Right? Like, episode 4... They just they got these plans and now they're going to go blow up the Death Star. Well, now we see the cost that these sure. guys had to pay to get that, which was the death of so many people, everyone. Um, I'm I'm re-listening, uh, well, listening to the first time, but rereading the Harry Potter books right now. I'm listening to them on my commute to and from work. And uh, one thing J.K. Rowling said about the final battle and um, the battle of Hogwarts at the end of book seven. Uh, you know, spoiler alert, the book's been out for a little while, so if you don't know, screw you guys. But uh, there's a lot of people that die, right? you got Lupin that dies, Tonks that dies, which one of the Weasley twins Brooke dies? I don't even remember. They're George, interchangeable. George, <clears throat> um, George. And J.K. Rowling said that, you know, they said, why did you kill off, you know, especially Lupin and Tonks who just married and just had their first baby. They've got a baby. And she said, I needed to make this battle mean something it needed to cost something you know defeating Voldemort had to had to come at a price yeah and uh, I love that they did that and like I said earlier the most powerful scene for me was that ending scene that you brought up Scott of the the relay race of them taking the thing. These guys again, like you mentioned, they probably didn't even know what they were holding in their hands, but they just knew they had to get it out. And those guys, they're not going to be getting medals at the end of this, right? They're dead. Um but yet they did it. And we see that in world history. You said that too, Brooke. That uh and so I loved that focus on it. I loved that it's cost something. And you know, sometimes those heroes aren't remembered, but that's okay because it worked out in the end. Um, so I love that focus on the film. Very different from any Star Wars film we've ever seen before. Uh, but I loved it. I, you know, Despite my quibbles, still the positives far outweighed the negative. Three fingers for me. Great film. Can't wait to see it again.
0: What, one final question for the fingers before we go. Uh, we've seen, uh, like Matt just said, this sacrifice type of film to get the plans for the Death Star. Are we interested in seeing all the Bothans die in Rogue 2, the <laughs> sequel, to get the plans for the second Death Star?
1: <laughs> we do get a glimpse of that in a now Legends <laughs> novel, oh, Shadows of the Empire. Mm-hmm. It goes into the Bothans obtaining the second Death Star plans, but Disney will probably get that. To... I've, I've not
0: heard that they're planning to do this. It's just, you, yeah. when you were talking about it, it made me wonder. It'd be if... cool to see
2: yeah. I I feel like they're definitely going the route of more Ewoks. <laughs> it's the it's the logical next step.
0: So. <laughs> I don't think Ew- I don't think more right. Ewoks is the logical next step for anything.
1: <laughs> Personally.
0: <laughs> All right. So we got 3 fingers from Matt, 2 from Scad, 2 from Brooke. Uh let us know what you guys think. Thanks for yep. listening.
1: And we've got uh we're recording in a couple weeks. For the return of actual Davos Fingers feast dance, right? I think the first like episode. comes weeks. out in like a month. Yeah. 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 Right. Party on. We'll talk to you guys then. <laughs> Point blank, young Cole. You won't be the same. The first album, Freedoms, and the fourth album, Presses. A big difference between them, but I get why you said it. Radio records are needed. I just wanted to bring the warning, global warming to that cold world you was breathing. That's some advice.
0: Well, I can tell where this call's going.
1: Did you really expect anything (laughs) less? Matt, put your wiener down. (laughs) Not till we're finished. This this episode will end with a glorious climax.
0: (laughs) A happier ending than Rogue One had?
1: Indeed. Hey, Blood Riders, we had some fun tunage this episode. First of all, uh, thanks to SCAD, we had uh, Wind Wind of Change by Scorpions. Uh, That's off their 1990 album, Crazy Wind. It's a classic, according to SCAD. Also, um, Nas and Made Nas Proud. That's not on any album. It was released in response to a track by J. Cole off his album Born Sinner that was called Let Nas Down. Um, And it's a cool little, it's actually a really cool like hip-hop feel-good story where J. Cole is describing in the song Let Nas Down how he released this single that... uh, it was a little bit sell ish, and um, he heard that Nas didn't like it. And so he made this song called Let Nas Down, and he was all about how he feels terrible that he did that and everything. And then Nas released uh, a track in response called Made Nas Proud, which you hear on a clip of here that, um, details his feelings for this young rising hip-hop star and it'll warm your heart listen to the two tracks but uh anyways hope you enjoyed it hope you enjoyed rogue one and uh, we'll catch you next time